welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. Coming up on the show, we are going to be looking at the fantasy football waiver wire. It is uh, by Mageddon this week. Does that work? By week again? A lot of bye weeks this week and some good teams. So we're going to be looking at the waiver wire there. Uh, we're going to look at the stupid good fantasy team. And then uh, we are going to look at the best wins of the season for each team. Um, and this was an interesting exercise. And the reason I wanted to do it was every bit of analysis. And look, I'm guilty of it too. A lot of analysis is, ah, yeah, well, who have they beat? Yeah, well, who have they beat? Yeah, well, who have they beat? A lot of teams, it's no one. Um, and because of how mediocre the league has been this season. So going through every team's best win in the NFL this season, that is going to be the breakdown today. Um, a reminder, I'm going to be on game over coming up on Thursday as the flames take on the Dallas stars. So that is, uh, where you can find me there. I've been on twitch.tv slash primetime PK the last couple of days, both shows, uh, today's isn't up on YouTube yet, not allowed. Um, but yesterday's show is up on YouTube and today's is up on Twitch. Um, yesterday was looking at CM Punk and his return to the WWE, and today was all about the Calgary Flames, um, and our Flames rebuild on there. So, check me out on, uh, all of those. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, you can find the videos up here as well. Uh, I think that's everything I have to, to plug for all you guys today. Follow me on social media, like this video, subscribe to the channel, and let's get on with some football talk. All right, let's get into the National Football League uh, as we look at the Fantasy Football Waiver Wire heading into Week 13. And we start at the quarterback position, and it's Gardner Minshew, who has been fine for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, he has the Colts still in a playoff uh, battle anyway, and they have been an interesting team to watch. He is 16% owned. He is coming up in a matchup against the Tennessee Titans, who aren't very good, especially on the defensive side of things. And so I think that Minshew, in a week where there are some pretty good quarterbacks who aren't going to be available, Gardner Minshew should be a priority waiver ad for those of you who are uh, needy at the quarterback position. He has the weapons to throw to. Now Taylor is a little bit banged up, but Zach Moss has shown that he can fill in in those spots just fine. So the this is, I think, someone who should be a, a kind of high priority, especially if you're battling for a playoff spot and you need that quarterback position solidified. At running back, Roshan Johnson got the boatload of the carries this week, uh, or the attention anyway, in that Chicago backfield. 23% owned. Uh, I think when, when you get someone who can be a bell cow back at this point in the season, you have to absolutely dive on that opportunity. So he is certainly someone who you should be looking at. To Ernest Johnson, 1% owned in Jacksonville. It certainly seems like he is the backup now. Tank Bigsby has not progressed in the way that we thought he would. That was a miss on our part. Um, he has not really grown into this role the way we thought. So uh, Dernis Johnson as a backup to Travis Etienne, I, I think is certainly worth uh, a pickup. There, there's a couple other backups who are out there. Elijah Mitchell, 17% owned. I think you absolutely have to look at picking that particular player up given the amount of work that Christian McCaffrey is getting out in San Francisco. At wide receiver, Curtis Samuel, 28%. Look, Washington got boat raced in that game against the Dallas Cowboys, but that offense can move the ball against lesser defenses anyway. And Curtis Samuel's absolutely been a part of what they have been looking to do. Bit of a three-headed monster out there with Dotson and McLaurin. Um, he has kind of been a safety blanket at times for, for Howell. And so I, I think that this is certainly a wide receiver that you can look at to... 
Um, again, fill in for bye week spots. Jalen Hyatt, 3% owned. This isn't a good New York Giants offense, but it looks like he's getting some options. And if they do happen to stumble their way into the end zone, he might be the one to do it. So I, I think he is certainly worth uh, a look. Uh, this one's deeper leagues only. At tight end, it's Kate Otten, 29%. Um, we'll, we'll see what's going on at the quarterback spot out there in Tampa Bay. But I mean, again, you're looking for someone to trip and fall into the end zone each week at tight end. Kate Otten, has a good chance of doing that each week. So he is the one to go with. And there's a couple uh, defenses that you can watch for. Uh, Tampa Bay's defense going up against a bad Carolina team, 31% owned there. And the LA Rams going up against what is left of the Cleveland Browns offense at 7%. All right, that is the good of fantasy football, but it can be so frustrating putting your lineup together each and every week. And so because of that, I have decided, almost as therapy to me, like, look, Sometimes stupid teams can put up big fantasy points. So each week I look at the players who put up the most fantasy points who were the least owned to show just how cruel fantasy football can really be. Starting at the quarterback spot, it is Gardner Minshew. 15.64 points, just 15% owned, sorry, 16% owned coming into play last week. At wide, or at running back, sorry, Royce Freeman, 13% owned, 13.7 fantasy points. Samaje Pirine, just 20% owned, but put up 12.6 fantasy points for Denver this week. At wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt, 3% owned, and he put up 10.9 fantasy points for the Giants. Curtis Samuel, 28% owned, 10 fantasy points for uh, the, the Washington Commanders. At tight end, Gerald Everett, 21% owned, 10.3 fantasy points. Your flex, Khalif Raymond, Owned in just 2% of leagues, 9.6 fantasy points. And these ones are the ones that always get me every week. Defense, the Green Bay Packers, 15% owned, 15 fantasy points. And the number one kicker in fantasy last week was Blake Group, Groupy, Gruppy, uh, New Orleans field goal kicker, 6% owned, 19 fantasy points this week. All of that together, a team where uh, Curtis Samuel, was the number one owned option on that team, 116.74 fantasy points. It's just unfair. It's just, just so unfair sometimes. Um, okay, let's get into now the, the, the real football portion of the show today. The best win for every team. As I said in the opening here, a lot of the analysis this season, and I have very much been a part of it, has been, okay, yeah, well, who have they beat? Detroit, mm, who they beat? Buffalo, yeah, who they beat? Dallas, yeah, who they beat. This is, uh, to me, just thinking about it now, it's like, man, I'm being a little lazy when I'm doing that. So I want to go through and see who'd you beat. Um, and let, let's see what these teams have actually done so far this season. Best win for the Buffalo Bills uh, when they beat Miami, 48-20. to 20. No question about that. Miami is a, a legitimate team. Um, a lot of questions about what the, the Bills have done. So there you go. They, they've beat a team that also has some questions about what they have done. Uh, for Miami, their best win, the LA Chargers, 36-34. That was a week one game for uh, for Miami. The, the Chargers are their best win. Um, there's going to be a couple of these where it was pretty easy to pick. New England only have a couple to work with. One of them was against Buffalo, which, holy shit, would Buffalo want to have that one back now, hey? 29-25. Um, is that one. This one, I laughed out loud because I forgot it was them. The New York Jets' best win of the season is the Philadelphia Eagles, 20-14. Uh, to 14. So the Eagles' only loss was to a team very much out of the playoff race. And so that eliminates one of the possibilities for the 
have you beat a real team? Because there's only but so many real teams in the NFL right now. And one of them lost to the dog shit Jets. So there's one already who'd you beat that's just completely taken out for all these other good teams. I, I, I laughed out loud because that was kind of the point of this exercise. Um, that was great. For Baltimore, a 38-6 win over the Detroit Lions. Again, it wasn't necessarily just who they beat, but how badly they beat them. That was the, the moment for Baltimore where it was like, okay, this is actually a team now that you actually have to, to pay attention to. Strong outing from Baltimore there. For Cincinnati, their best one of the season was San Francisco, 31-17 um, over the 49ers. For Cleveland, their best win was San Francisco, uh, 1917 win over the, the 49ers. That little stretch there where the 49ers were just having a bit of a speed wobble. And that's another thing too. You could say, okay, well, Cincinnati, like you're not going to be making this argument now because um, boy, that offense looked bad last week. But you could have said, well, Cincinnati's beat the 49ers. And then someone could explain, yeah, they were ha they were going through some stuff and they've traded for Tra Tra uh, Chase Young. So is that really a, w a win, you know? Um, you can explain away even the legitimate wins. Pittsburgh, their 17-10 win over Baltimore is definitely their best win of the season. Uh, they've won ugly a lot, and that would certainly be one of them. Houston, a 37-17 win over Jacksonville is their best win of the season. That was one of the games where it was like, okay, this is a Houston Texans team that we all need to start taking quite seriously because they, they, they seem to be pretty good at, at this thing. Um, and so I think that's, um, I think that's a legitimate one for Indianapolis. Their best win is also, uh, also over Baltimore 22, 19, one of those real confounding ones for the, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, a one possession loss for them. Uh, Jacksonville's best win of the season, 25, 20 over the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Tennessee's best win of the year, 27, 24 over the LA Chargers. Denver's best win of the season, also over Buffalo, uh, 24, 22. That one, I could have put Kansas City there, but that's the, the Patrick Mahomes flu game. And so I, I kind of felt like that. The, the Buffalo one was much more of a, okay, something's happening here in Denver right now. Kansas City's best one of the year is Miami, 21-14. And so this team that feels like they are the top team in the AFC right now, you don't look at that as a, this is like, that's the like hallmark, put your stamp on it win. That's a, yeah, my, they beat Miami, but who's Miami beat, right? Which we, we went over before. The Chargers are their best win and the Chargers aren't all that good. So you, you can really kind of break this down looking at the, the AFC. So we have a couple more and then I'll get into it. Um, the Raiders best win in the year is a 17-13 win over Green Bay and the Chargers best win in the year is at Minnesota 28-24. And so now that we've wrapped up the AFC portion of this, you look at, again, these who are the top teams in the AFC right now? It's Miami, Jacksonville, uh, Kansas City for sure. I probably should have put them one. Um, those are kind of the teams right now. And Baltimore. Um, and when you look at it, when you look at whose win has, is the best, it's probably Baltimore's. Other than that, like Kansas City, yeah, they beat Miami. But uh, again, who's Miami beat? Um, but Miami, I guess, is in that top level. So maybe it's Kansas City has the best win of the best wins this season. But the best win of any team in the AFC are the Jets, who don't mean shit in the playoff race. So... That this is already, we're halfway through this, and it's already kind of shining a light that, yeah, well, who have they beat? No one. No one's beat anyone this season, because no one is anyone this year, it feels like, right? Like, it's just, that there isn't that standout group of teams where it's, okay, those, you beat one of those, you're you're in. There isn't really that, 
and you can explain away it when they, they do. Moving into the NFC, um, the Dallas Cowboys are a team, one of the teams that really brought this up. Their best win is at the Chargers, 20-17, to 17. and at the Chargers for the Cowboys is basically a home game, but that is a... That, that is one where you, you look at like Dallas and how they have performed. They have really beat up on bad teams. They've played one, they've played two teams that are legit, I think, in San Francisco and in the Eagles, and they've lost both. Now, they kind of outplayed the Eagles and still lost that game, which uh, is the Dallas Cowboy way. But I, I think it's interesting to, to look at Dallas as a, you know, like, maybe we need to look a little bit deeper than, yeah, well, when they play the good teams, they they suck. And so just move along. Um, I think we need to look a little bit deeper into them. The Giants' best win of the year is Washington, 31-19, that, that, whatever. Uh, Philadelphia's best win of the year is at Kansas City, 20-17. to And again, they didn't play all that well, but they survive in advance against some of the, the best teams in the league. And when you can do that against the upper echelon, I think you do have to look at that as like, hey, hey bravo, bravo. So I think, honestly, that is, for the, the contending teams, that is probably the best win of the season so far. Uh, Washington, their best win is over Atlanta, 24-16. to Chicago's best win was yesterday in an ugly Monday night football game, 12-10 over Minnesota. Uh, Detroit's best win of the year came on opening night against Kansas City. But again, this is another one where you can say, yes, they did it against Kansas City. However... Kansas City was without Travis Kelsey, and Kadarius Tony dropped everything, and they still almost lost that game. So I I don't necessarily know how much I buy that that top win for Detroit. Uh, Green Bay's best win is over Detroit, 29-22 on Thanksgiving. Instant Reaction Podcast is available wherever you're listening to this. Minnesota's best win of the year is San Francisco, 22-17, the third of that three-game losing streak for the 49ers. Uh, Atlanta's best win of the year is over New Orleans this past week, 24-15. Carolina's best win of the year, didn't have to do a whole lot of digging for this one. Um, It's their only win of the season, 15-13 over Houston. New Orleans' best win is against Indianapolis, 38-27. Tampa Bay's best win is over New Orleans, 26-9. That was one where we looked at it and we have Tampa Bay as an over for our predictions. Um, that was a, okay, we, we, we may have something here, um, going for a, a division crown and we still might. Arizona's best win is over Dallas, hilariously, 28 to 16. The Rams best win of the year, 30 to 13 at Seattle. They've beat the Seahawks twice this season and that's kind of kept them afloat in this NFC playoff race. The, the win at Seattle, I think was the most impressive. And now here's another one. Like San Francisco, I think looked like the most complete team in the league when they kicked the shit out of San, um, Seattle on Thursday night football. Their best win of the year is against Dallas. And then you write off Dallas as, yeah, but are they really a legitimate team? But that's the best win for San Francisco. Now, they definitely have a chance to change that this week when they take on the Philadelphia Eagles. But again, like it's just all of, it's kind of the same note here. So we'll we'll finish it up. Seattle taking on Detroit 37-31. That is the Seahawks' best win of the year. You look at what this team does and, or what, what, what what, what this whole thing shows is that, Again, who has beat anyone this year? When we want to look at, when we want to dismiss, and I use it for Detroit. I I will 100% of it. I use it for Detroit. Uh, But people want to dismiss Dallas. People want to dismiss Miami. People want to dismiss Buffalo as, yeah, well, who have they beat? Who has anyone beat? Who are the top teams in the league right now? Kansas City. Their best win is Miami, who, again, we say, yeah, well, who have they beat? Um, Philadelphia's best win is against Kansas City, which seems legitimate, although you could point to, yeah, well, they were kind of outplayed in that game. And San Francisco's best win of the year is against Dallas, who, again, you say, yeah, well, who have they beat? 
there is there there isn't a big group of teams who are just like kicking the shit out of these super teams this season. There's just not. And so from now on, I think a lot of the analysis has to it can't just be who have you beat. It has to be like the how and the why. And that is why, like, I, I still stand by my um Detroit's a little fraudulent. Because it's not just who they have beat. It's how they've looked in some of these games where they just get picked apart in the secondary. Like, Jordan Love styled on these cats on Thursday. Compared to Dallas, who, yeah, they, they got, like, blown out of the water by San Francisco. But other than that, like, this defense has looked legitimate. This offense is a juggernaut right now. And Dak Prescott has the best quarterback rating in the National Football League. So maybe we have to look at it more than, yeah, you've lost to the two elite teams that you've played. But other than that, you've played some really fucking good football this season. And maybe we need to start taking you seriously. So from now on, I will try to not use the, yeah, well, who have they beat um, in terms of analysis. And hopefully you won't either. Uh, let's close the show today with today's ticket. All right, uh, four games on today's ticket as we chase after a disappointing night yet last night. Uh, we will start in the association. Milwaukee minus four against Miami. No Jimmy Butler for the Heat in this game, so I think Milwaukee will be looking for revenge after that postseason game. I think they get it here. Minus four. Vegas taking on Edmonton. Yes, Vegas is playing on a back-to-back -back where they played in overtime. Um, Edmonton... They're, I, I think they're getting a little high on their own supply right now, coming off of a, a win in their last game. I think Vegas can still take it to them here a little bit. I'm going Vegas plus 130. Winnipeg taking on Dallas. I love what the Jets are doing so far this season. Dallas is a really good hockey team, but I, I think the Jets can beat them. I'm going Jets plus 110. Uh, and the Leafs taking on Florida. The Panthers had a wild game last night with all of the emotions. I think there could be a bit of a letdown, and so I think the Leafs take advantage. Not going minus one and a half on this one. We're just going straight money line, minus 135. That is today's ticket. And that is today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, remember, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment. Um, if you are listening in podcast form, subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating or a review, depending on what your site uh, will let you do. Um, all that stuff really, really does help. The, the algorithms get these out to, to more people. And if you want to share the podcast or the, um, the, the, the link to the video, by all means do that as well. Uh, all that stuff really does help. You can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. And you can email the show, CouchPotatoDiary, at yahoo.com. Uh, oh, also find us on Facebook. Coming up on the show tomorrow, we are going to be looking at the Hockey Canada roster for what would be a best-on-best -best tournament. So we are uh, looking forward to that. Thursday, it is NFL Power Rankings. Friday, we are doing NFL Preview. We're doing a UFC Preview because the Fight Night card this weekend balls out. And we are doing a WrestleMania look ahead. What is the WrestleMania card for this year? Thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, I have a blast chatting with you guys. Talk to you all later. I'm out.